Cause I love you with an aching heart What is your future? Now we have to part Standing on the jetty as the steamer moves away Flower of Malaya, I cannot stay Make way, oh make way for my eastern rose Men crowd in dozens everywhere she goes In her rickshaw on the street or in a cabaret Please make way for Rose, you can hear them say All my life I shall remember Oriental music and you in my arms Perfume flowers in your tresses Lotus-scented breezes and swaying palms Rose, Rose, I love you with your almond eyes Fragrant and slender, deep tropical skies I must cross the seas again and never see you more Way back to my home on a distant shore All my life I shall remember Oriental music and in my heart That's enough of that. All right. That's awful. Jesus. All right. I'm uh, John Hennigan. You're listening to the Old oh, Time Radio boy, Show. Bad. And that was, who was that? Frankie Lane. Wow. Where'd you get that? Well, it was in a big box of some records somebody gave me recently, and I thought, wow, this is a record from my childhood. So I put it on, and I hadn't heard this since I was like, you know, eight years old or nine years old. It came out, I think, around 1951. Wow. And it was an example of this depressing music from my childhood. Even as a kid, this music used to depress my spirit, this kind of stuff. So, I just f- <laughs> <laughs> so you kept it around to... Well, uh, I, I just got it recently. Remind you of how good things have gotten? Well, I I was curious to hear that. I hadn't heard it for like 50 years, you know. I was like, i got to hear this again. It's <laughs> and this is god-awful as I remember it, but it's yeah. been stuck in my head it's all a- these years because I, as a kid I had to hear it over and over again on the radio. You know, in 1951, yeah. they played that thing over and over. It was a big hit. Ugh. Both sides, that, Rose, Rose, I Love You, and the other side, Jezebel, was also a big hit. And Frankie Lane was very popular in the early 50s, popular singer. And that's just atypical pop music from that time? That's I right. It's the pop music of that time that preceded rock and roll. That's what like my mother listened to on the radio. She listened to that crap. Perry Como and Frankie Lane and Rosemary Clooney and... Uh, horrible, awful, <laughs> awful, awful music, and the whole thing was was run. The music business was run by this handful of guys, like Mitch Miller and guys like that. Then they supervised all these recording sessions of this pop, M O R mainstream singers like that, and it's all just totally dreadful. So who was Mitch Miller? Because uh, my family had a ton of like Mitch Miller sing-along sing along Christmas. with Mitch. Yeah, yeah. sing along with Mitch. But he was like a record company guy. He was in. He was. He was yeah. big shot at Columbia, I think. Huh. And in the late '40s, early '50s, he supervised many, many recording sessions and arranged. He was some kind of a, had something to do with the arranging of the of the sound, you know. Hmm. And he was a huge influence on the style of that time which is just terror just completely like business oriented music it's just de- i don't know it's depressing yeah <laughs> yeah that's pretty awful yeah incredible so rock and roll when it came along was like kind of refreshing after that well know? that's what i was trying to think of what other you know you, you had rock and roll and blues at that time it, but God, that music seems so, so far from any of that. Well, at, in 51, 52, when that was, Frankie Lane was at, at his height, there was the country western and, and rhythm and blues sub, you know, categories of music that were kind of under the surface of that M.O.R. crap, you know. They, there was markets for that country western and rhythm and blues, but and there was still, you know, big ethnic categories. You had, you know polka music and then you had greek and mexican and you know those kind of, there was still some interesting stuff being recorded in those categories mm-hmm. and yeah, you know, there was a time of hank williams 
when Frankie Lane was big, it was also the time of Hank Williams and people like that, Lefty Frizzell and other yeah, yeah. interesting country and western singers. That wasn't totally terrible. No, no. Not my thing, but, you know. Yeah. All right, well, in case you haven't figured it out by now, we're sitting here with uh, Robert Crumb in his uh, record room. Mm. In the beautiful south of France. Yeah. It's pretty down here. Sure is nice. And uh, so, so what? Why don't you play us uh, a record that you you would say is one of your favorite records? One of my favorite records. Yeah, since you just said that that was not one of your favorite records. <laughs> play something I like. Some yeah, music play something that I like. like to listen to. Okay. Okay. I'll, I will do that. favorite records <laughs> <laughs> very similar to the first one charlotte hot step yeah that's great they play a, a fairly sophisticated chord in there for a hillbilly group huh i don't know where they got that i guess uh now i'll play you another one of my favorite records <laughs> hooray uh, you don't mind if they're a little scratchy do you no we don't okay. mind we're used to that here yeah some of these records are hard to find clean copies of. Yeah. If I had a clean copy, I would certainly prefer that.
Great, great. So that's uh, Larius Zeb. Hilarious Zeb. Yeah. By McLaughlin's Old Time Melody Makers. Fantastic and super rare. Yes, difficult yes. to find record. So what I'd like to talk about is what we were talking about last night, which is basically uh, why music from this period that we're listening to now is so much better than music today. Why we're better and smarter and greater in every way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All these people listening to uh, <laughs> Lady Gaga or whatever. Well, you know, it's all a matter of debate, I suppose. And right. some people would argue with that assessment, you know, that that, that music was better, that old music. Right, clearly. So, I don't know. You know, it's not, it's intangible. It's not something that's provable scientifically, you know. <laughs> no, it's a matter of opinion, I guess. Yeah, well. Since we both share the same opinion. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I mean you can tr try and dredge up all these, like, historical reasons why you think that music was better, more authentic or whatever, and the commercialization of music and the, the evolution of electronic technology and how it's changed the whole context of how music is listened to and all that you can dredge up all that but ultimately it's the ear that you know decides i don't know, mm. I don't know. why do the, all those schmucks out there prefer lady gaga or frankie lane or what i know i don't know I, <laughs> I can't figure it out i've you know i've liked old time music since i was a kid mm. you know and i always preferred it Something about me neurologically that's different. I don't know. I have no idea. I, know. I just can't figure it out. <laughs> and you know, everybody I know that's really nuts about old time music. There's something quirky about their nervous systems. <laughs> you know, it's not the normal. You know, football jocks and cheerleaders. You know, it's no. oddballs and and eccentrics. No, I and I don't know. It's, I can't think of a single person I know that uh, likes old time music that is otherwise. Well-adjusted, normal. Yeah. <laughs> uh, can't think yeah. Let me think. Let me think if I know anybody like that. I can't think of anybody either. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I don't know many people like that intimately, but it's true. Man, you don't. Uh, I don't know of like you know it's kind of like well-adjusted alpha type people who, you know, love to listen to old music. Yeah, I can. But even if you like, you know, whatever modern music and it's not the mainstream modern music, like there's just something completely lost now, I think, about, uh, you know, we were talking about this, the commercialization of music, uh, in the, you know, with yeah. that yeah. wasn't happening really at the time a lot of these records were being recorded. Yeah, and when you learn something, when you listen to lots of old records, you learn this thing I don't think most people know and that is that before modern commercialization of music that ordinary average people made their own music and it was some of it was great just as good as anything by Mozart or Frank Sinatra or anything you know it was, it was right. maybe even better you know that people ordinary voices like ordinary untrained voices to my ear when they sing on those old records is much more appealing than the trained professionals. So I don't, yeah, know, I don't yeah. know what that's about. It's more real to me. The, you know, it's like a more intuitive musical sense that goes deep back in in, you know, ordinary human life. You know, it's not something that's professionalized. It's I don't know. I don't know. I like that better when I hear that than the highly trained professional type voice. I don't know. Yeah, me too. I don't, know, I don't get it. You want to hear another record? Yeah, I do. Talk is cheap. Let's listen to some music. Yeah. <laughs> Here's a song that we've been working on for a couple of days that Wrap Your Troubles and Dreams. Oh, yeah. Play this. It. The, probably the best recorded version I know of of that tune. This is by the Abe Lyman Orchestra, you told yeah. me? Yeah. 1931. Never heard it. Can't wait to hear it.
skies are cloudy and gray They're only gray for a day So wrap your troubles in dreams And dream your troubles away Until that sunshine peeps through There's only one thing to do Just wrap your troubles in dreams And dream your troubles away Say, your castles may tumble That's fate after all Life's really funny that way No use to grumble Just smile as they fall Why weren't you king for a day, say Just remember that sunshine Always follows the rain So wrap your troubles in dreams And dream your troubles away Augmented chord they put in there. I did. I was listening to the part because you yeah. showed it to me. It's <laughs> nice. Yeah, it's classy. Nice class touch. The people like a little augmented yeah. chord. It's a great depression tune. That one. Yeah. Wrap your troubles and dreams. Beautiful song. Yeah. Great lyrics. Yeah. The only version I had ever heard was the Louis Bluey version. Yeah, I that's a great version. It. Yeah, yeah, it's oh, great. Version. In the Louis Bluey film. Yeah. 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 So I'm really happy that Terry caught that actually. Yeah. Because uh, I think they didn't even want to do it. He told, he urged them to do it because he Howard Armstrong told him they used to play that. So oh, really? Like they played that uh, back in the early days? Yeah, yeah. They played all those pop tunes back then. You know? Yeah, yeah. But they weren't interested in doing that stuff. Yeah, because he, he thought that was nobody wanted to hear that. But Terry said, "Oh yeah, yeah, let's hear that." Oh, that's great. <laughs> man. You have a lot of different kinds of records here. I do. Yeah, I got so many different kinds of records. It's Hard to know what to listen to play for something like this. Yeah, well, I think our, our listeners are happy to hear anything, but uh, okay. I'd be interested to hear uh, something of a different ethnicity. Hmm. Ethnicity. Yeah, <laughs> I just made that word up. You like the ethnicity. Yeah. Well, I got a lot of Indian records lately. Yeah, why don't you play some of those new Indian records oh. you got? Okay, I'll play an, an Indian record. fantastic. I heard one, a few of those last night. I'll play a really crazy one. Okay. <laughs> you never heard nothing like this. This I, f I found this in Delhi. It's probably about 1930. <laughs> I'm 
I was gonna say that it's probably like the Memphis Jug Band of India, but they're torturing cats there. I don't know what the hell on there. I can't tell you anything about that. Can I see that label? I wanna. It's a twin, the twin label. Well, that's what the people like. <laughs> so that's just like you know probably popular music, but it's kind of strange that like shrieking. It really sound like a screaming cat. Right? No, it's like, supposed to be a baby or what it is, a cat or what, and. I don't know what, what they're singing about. So. Is that like some kind of a, a a traveling troupe of entertainers or what? I have no idea. I have no know. idea what that what the context of that is. You know, where that music was played and what the God only knows. I mean, you sort of had to be there, I guess. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Here's another Indian record. Okay. This is a, a violin and piano duet. It's really nice.
mix of of west you know Western European and Indian you know style. Yeah. Who knows? I know nothing about this music. I just kind of know what I like. <laughs> it's the same when I discovered you know, old time blues and country music. I knew nothing about it at all. I just knew that I liked it. Well. I wanted to ask you, and I know you, you talk a lot about, you know, first hearing uh, this old music and being attracted to it immediately. Yeah. I think pretty much everybody who uh, is interested in old-time music has a similar experience where they either were attracted to the early cartoon music they heard when they were a kid and then later yeah, discovered that's right. a record. Yeah, that's what happened to me. What was the, what, what was like the first record that you heard that really... That struck me? Yeah, it was that Charlie Fry record. Right, Charlie, Charlie Fry's Fry. Million Dollar Pure Orchestra doing Happy Days and Lonely Nights. Yeah, it's the first time I bought a group of old seventy eights. I was about, I think, I was sixteen, and uh, yeah, the, the the other ones were pretty good. But that one said, "That's it. That's the music I've been looking for my all my life." It was like a uh, one of those like you know pivotal moments. You know, I thought, "Wow!" And I, and I knew I saw in front of me that I was going to spend the rest of my life collecting old records. <laughs> <I> knew instantly. <laughs> At that moment, it? yeah. I said, oh, yeah. that's it. Now it's the comics. Now it's going to be these records. Yeah. <laughs> so what was, so that was... I don't know what it was. It, that uh, that music just sounded perfect to me. Yeah. You know, everything I'd been looking for, seeking in like Dixieland jazz of the 50s and some of the rock and roll had elements of that, like Jerry Lee Lewis had, you'd hear these little bit of piano things that he would do that just, you know, struck some chord in me, you know, just mm -hmm. a little snatch here and there, but that had a, that was like, you know, the El Dorado Everything was the what? gold standard, yeah. yeah. What was, I mean, so you started out listening to like, you know, dance band records and probably found jazz not too long after that. Yeah. Do you remember, like, the first blues record you found or the first country record? And well, the first blues record I ever found was actually before that. Oh, really? I found about, I don't know, two years before that. I was looking in this big old junk store in, in Milford, Delaware, where I lived, for old comics and stuff. And then I kind of started discovering old, like, 19th century books, because at that time, in the late 50s, these big old junk stores were just filled with 19th century stuff. Hmm. Nobody wanted clothes, books furniture nobody wanted it Incredible. and i bought myself like an abe lincoln tall like beaver top hat i used to wear <laughs> that around town <laughs> just got eaten one of those <laughs> and this big old black frock coat like abe lincoln wore you could really? buy that stuff you know cheap and uh <clears throat> and i found these records i was attracted by the design of the label yeah yeah you know and I, I bought this Black Columbia from the 20s just because I was curious and it was called Down in the Cemetery Blues by Billy Bird B-Y-R-D huh. e and I took it home and played it was kind of beat up and it just sounded so odd and exotic to me it didn't strike me at the time yeah. you know, it was so huh. odd and exotic sounding and Billy Bird turns out I think is actually Joe Evans oh really? yeah I think it is I have one of his records gonna move to Alabama I never found another copy of that down in the cemetery. It's kind of rare, I think. Huh. But I think it sounds like Joe Evans to me. Wow. Huh. But he's doing his kind of blues thing like he does on uh, that John Henry blues, but without the mandolin, it's just guitar. No kidding. It's I not, gotta, I gotta not try terribly to hear that. exciting, but no? yeah, not as good as a, those two poor boys stuff that he did later oh, yeah well, what was the first blues record you heard that That's blew you away struck you me well you know the blues and country music took longer to take hold of me the way the dance band and jazz did yeah, i had the same experience huh yeah my mm -hmm. first you know record i heard was a reissue lp of charlie Patton. yeah i think i told you the story that when i heard it i was just mystified and attracted to it but yeah it took me a while to really mm -hmm. like it i couldn't yeah. really process it that's right. I just was that's overwhelmed right. at how I'd never heard anything like this before. Yeah, that's right. And there was some quality about it that I liked, whether mm -hmm. it was uh -huh. you know, the way he sung or the way he just beat on this guitar. Yeah. I couldn't figure out if he was picking or right. I couldn't tell anything about it. Yeah. But it probably took a good couple of years before mm -hmm. I started really wanting to yeah. listen to it. Well, the thing about the dance band stuff is that it was all it was urban and, and professional enough so that, that having grown up 
in modern world of, of commercial music, your ear is, lis- is used to hearing stuff that's highly professional. Mm. So when you first hear the old-time rural music, it sounds, there's something very crude foreign. and raw yeah, about it that, foreign, yeah. that's just, yeah, too, so alien, the yeah. cr- rawness of it. Yeah, even, even though someone like Charlie Patton is obviously not a crude musician, but there's still something very raw going on there. Even like modern rock and roll, they, they try and sound like tough and everything. It's not the same, you know. Yeah, those guys weren't necessarily trying to sound tough. They just no. did sound tough. Yeah. I think yeah. they were tough. They were, yeah. It was a, it was a yeah. tough life. It's different. Yeah. So when I first remember, I, you know, I, when I started going door to door in this black neighborhood in, in Dover, Delaware, there and and finding those blues records, even records by Joe Evans and Salty Dog Sam and... and Early Bill Brunsey, the one the famous Hokum Boys. This oh, one guy gave me had a whole fabulous. bunch of those kind of those records like that that I got. And at first they they just sounded so rough to me, you know. Yeah. It gradually grew on me, you know, gradually. And that country music, white country music, even took longer because <coughs> living in Delaware, there was like a lot of country western on the radio and bluegrass, which put, was off-putting to me. I didn't like that much modern bluegrass and all that. So the old stuff had and enough of a connection to that that I was put off by the first con- white country stuff. Took me a while. Well, so was I actually. I resisted it. In fact, huh. I, uh, mm. it wasn't until a, a friend of mine that knew the kind of music I was listening to, as far as blues and jazz was concerned, that forced on me this old county <laughs> reissue LP that turned mm. out to have you know Dave Macon and the Fruit Jar Drinkers yeah. and a bunch of amazing stuff. So, can you play us one of those uh, early blues records? you found or an example of something like that okay Listen to was two white horses in a line. Yeah, the song of that death. <laughs> 
<laughs> Did you ever hear the coughing sound? <laughs> yeah, that's pretty heavy. Tap, tap, tap. Pretty deep, as they say. Putting the nails in the coffin. Mm. You ever heard Minnie Wallace? Oh, uh, yeah, but you should play that. I'd love, uh, what is it, Field Mouse Field Stomp? Field Mouse Stomp, but also uh, Dirty Butter. You heard that? No, I never heard Dirty you Butter. You heard Dirty Butter? Oh my god, you gotta hear that. Alright, put that on. Let's play your No No Blues first. By my bedside, I'm waiting, I'm waiting for Went down the street, I couldn't be satisfied Went down the street, I couldn't be satisfied Had no no blues, just me to, just me to cry Take my good woman, treat a good man wrong. Take my good woman, treat a good man wrong. Take my good woman, treat a good man, treat a good man wrong. Ain't none of my business, birdie, she ain't right. Ain't none of my business, birdie, she ain't right. Take another man, woman, walk the streets all, walk the streets all night. By Miss Street, you ride, sure don't mean no harm. By Miss Street, you ride, sure don't mean no harm. I'm a mother of child, don't arrive from, don't arrive from I'm a stranger here, just come in your town. I'm a stranger here, just come in your town. They're bad for favor, don't turn me, don't turn me down. I'm long and tall like a cannonball. I'm long and tall like a cannonball. Take a long tall fella, make a good gal, make a good girl. I'm just a roller, dearly bacon, dearly bacon. I'm a stranger, just come on the train. I'm a stranger, just come on the train. I long to hear some gal call my, gal call my name. Love that. Yes, 
it for the judge for selling corn. He made me hate the day that I ever was born. I turned my face right to the wall. He said 110 and cost that's all and it's dirty but sense that they didn't like I'm sure they didn't like like Peg like Howell and his gang yeah I guess so I don't know she, she doesn't even seem like well, I guess maybe that violin slightly out of tune at the beginning <laughs> I like, don't know who cares I don't about know really stuff? I never great understood. fabulous not record not liking Eddie Anthony because yeah. the violin might not be in tune perfectly you, like, you can't imagine how thrilled I was when I got that record oh, Dirty Butter it's amazing <laughs> I know but you know these same blues blues guys who complain uh, about someone like Minnie Wallace or Eddie Anthony, but I don't see them giving away their Teddy Darby records. Right, that guy's more out of tune than is he? Anybody oh, ever yeah. recorded? Yeah, oh, yeah. Do you uh, have Do you have his records? I have that one Paramount that turns up the Lordy Lordy Mama on one side, and what's the other side? Is some what's it called? I really like the other side, which you know is kind of less hot than the. Lodi Lodi Mama side. Yeah, let's hear that. Let's see. I really like it. I'll play it for you. I'm ahead and cry. There's some woman gonna be seen. There's my only child. Get a good woman. Do pin her to your side. If you get a good woman, do pin her to your side. These women don't know nothing but slide or slide back there. Get a good man, woman. Treat him nice in every way. If you get a good man, woman, treat him nice in every way. But I want to tell you a good man ain't found every day. He had to get to his house on that record. 
Maybe, maybe we should go there. Maybe that's where the rest of the Paramounts are. <laughs> Catch your market car and transfer to the Broadway line. <laughs> that's, that's a heavy great. blues line. He's in tune on that one, so it must be the, the Victor where he's out of tune. Mm. Uh, and the other side, classic, Lottie Lottie, Worry Blues. Yeah, it's great. Nowadays, all the music of the low life scene is crap. <laughs> Nowadays, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. I think the low life scene is fabricated now. Well, no, I mean, there's a criminal scene still, you know. Prostitutes and guys with guns and they shoot each other. It's like in, that shows in The Wire, you know, but their music is all shit. Sad. In those days they had great music yeah. back in the 30s, 20s. Criminal element in the lowlifes, you know, the prostitutes and all that stuff. They got taken away from them. Hmm. <laughs> it's gone now, that's yeah. for sure. Let's listen to a religious record. Have it. Oh, heard, yeah, that'd be great. You ever what, heard the E.R. Nance singers? You ever heard them? No. Oh, got yeah, There's that. tons of religious music I've never heard. And every time you play me something, I feel as though I must have it. <laughs> I like that. I like to make you jealous. <laughs> That's part of the pleasure of record It's not hard to do in this room. Let's make the other guy jealous. <laughs> Makes you feel like a big man, right? You know that you're sick with envy. Smiling Ed McConnell and Family? Yes. No, never heard that. This guy, Smiling Ed McConnell, was on TV when I was a kid. Really? Yeah, he had this, the, this, what's it called? Smiling Ed and his gang or something. He had... It was, was like a, a variety a, show? It was a kid's variety show. It was <laughs> on Sunday. And then he, 
He was replaced by Andy Devine later. He died. Andy Devine replaced him. But he had this, like, Froggy the Gremlin and Midnight the Cat. <laughs> and it was a, a really a, a cheaply done. I think it must have been originally a radio show that then was transferred to television. And you had this cat huh. and mouse would play music, Midnight the Cat. And what do you mean, like animation? No, it was like a... <laughs> they'd show you this real cat that was obviously like tied down with a with a fiddle and a bow and this cat's paw was attached to the bow and the cat would actually play and it was a, a live cat because the cat would move its head and oh stuff gosh. and then they'd they would cut to this audience of kids like in a big theater who were like laughing and jumping out of their seats and laughing with hilarity and nothing about it was funny it was just <laughs> <laughs> weird and bizarre and disturbing uh, and they always yeah. cut to this same bit of footage of these kids laughing and jumping in their seats you could tell even as a kid that it was always the same piece of stock footage of the audience every time <laughs> it's great and ed mcconnell would get froggy the gremlin would come on and ed mcconnell would say plunk your magic twanger froggy <laughs> <laughs> He was an old fat guy. Gotta see if we can find that on YouTube. But here he is in his youth with Pat his Conte. family. Conte will find it. Right. This is called My Loving Brother. singing yeah wow. I like that a lot that's no, not really for everybody really yeah. unique yeah I like that Ed McConnell well our listeners are going to be sad to hear that we have time for one more record here wow. on, on the old time radio show Wait, time flies and you're having fun well come back <laughs> and do another one 
Yeah, okay. But I was thinking since we're here in the beautiful uh, south of France yes. that maybe you could play us a great musette record. Okay, I will do that. Petite rose 